0: This is the Morrowology
1: Podcast. Morrow County, Ohio. It's my home. With your
0: hosts, Mike and Joey. This is episode nine of the
2: Morrowology Podcast. Hey, Mike. Hey, Joey. How are you, sir? Hey, I am super good. Uh, Just to let everybody know that I did have my second COVID shot yesterday. Um, I've had a little bit of dizziness today. More than usual, just to let everybody know. More than usual. And a little bit of fever last night, but other than that... Um, so I'm encouraging people to, to go do that.
0: I've had both of my shots. Uh, the, the COVID I was wondering vaccine. if you had your shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, normally, you keep, uh, sick animals away, right? You right. quarantine them. No, uh, no, things, uh, actually go, are, are, are you know, pretty good for me. I had, did have some, you know, fatigue, some, a little bit of a fever, body aches. Um, and then it was like instantly it turned off. Uh, and I was fine in about 26 hours. Um, I still think it's worth it. I've seen much more up front than a lot of people have being at the hospital, so um, totally benefit that. So thank you, sir, for getting that. (coughs) Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so we got a couple things. First off, we want to share, last uh, Wednesday, we had a, oh, snowstorm. Yeah. Uh, We ended up with, I don't know, about four inches, five inches of snow. Um, When I went to bed, it was just spitting snow and kind of like sleeting a little bit. Um, And then I woke up and it was, you know, everything was covered with snow, including my car. And it was a thick, heavy snow. It's Mm -hmm. that good packing snow, you know, for snowballs. It was perfect. Um, But uh, because of that, folks, the uh, Civil War monument for Cardington at the um, Glendale Cemetery got postponed. So they're going to be doing that on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 28th at 10 a.m. So if you're interested, go out there. They'll have a crane on site. They'll be lifting the five pieces of the monument off of the truck and putting them back together. Uh, Definitely, it sounded like Pat and Don were really excited about that whole process to get that back, back and going. So if you're interested, you can find that on the Morrow County Think Local First page on Facebook. And do you need a garage door? I mean, we've talked about a garage sale. Well, yes, we have. And a sidewalk sale. Mm -hmm. So now you have a sidewalk for your garage, but do you need garage doors? I don't. You don't? Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Well, there's going to be a sale. Um, Schaaf Door Co. uh, is having a sale at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Uh, It's their 26th annual garage door and open... opener auction so garage door and opener auction on may 2nd which is a sunday starting at 1 p.m that's the fairgrounds and then mike this is the last week of april so everything i'm going over is in may all right so um, bowling to the 2021 bowling for business created by the morrow county chamber go on to the morrow county think local first page to get that information Uh, That, actually, I've uh, been listening to a little bit of uh, a reading a little bit on Facebook and have heard that's going to be quite fun, and I got a chance to uh, talk back and forth with um, Chris Conant about it from the Chamber, and uh, he's pretty excited about that.
2: Well, Joey, you had mentioned April and May. You know that uh, April showers bring May uh, flowers. What do May flowers bring? Uh,
0: Well... Early on, they brought Pilgrims. Oh, that's it. Yes. (laughs) I wasn't sure if that's where you were going or not. (laughs) So... um, Our our
2: tribute to Ken Barnett.
0: Yes. That was two-thirds of a pun. P-U. All right. I'm sure he'll love that one. All right. Um, So, happening this coming week, I'm trying to think here, trying to find anything. There's nothing listed that I can find other than what we just shared. So... That seems to be it, Mike. There's not much going on. I'm super excited. I can't wait to talk to you here in a few minutes about Mar Little Theater's production that we're coming up with.
2: Okay. Yes. I'm. I'm anxious to hear about that. You know, Mar Little Theater um, was hit pretty hard last year. Yes. But, but this year they're going to make a comeback in a different way, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, so w- luckily for us. We are debt free, meaning that if we didn't have cash, we don't charge anything or, you know, get a loan for anything. Um, And we're almost completely volunteer run. The only people we usually pay is the uh, pianist or um, a director. And most of our directors turn the money back over. They don't they don't want to check. So they do it as a volunteer. Um, And that's roughly about 200 hours of, of service, you know, to put on a production. And that's usually just about one person. Um, over the course of eight weeks or 12 weeks for a musical. So plays take about eight weeks, musicals are about 12 weeks. Um, and so I can't wait to share with you finally what we're going to talk about here soon. But I appreciate you, bring in, you know, bringing that up, that, that we were hit hard, but not as hard as a lot of the arts organizations around.
2: Sure, because you didn't have the overhead of a building. And
0: exactly, and, and we didn't have employees. Happen, so, yes, which also kept us from getting any of the federal grants uh, that came out for COVID. So, um, but we appreciate it. We uh, we saw a glimmer in people's eyes when we held the open um, uh, the open two nights worth of shows to raise money for Matt Carey.
2: Yeah, uh, at the Capitol Theater. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah,
0: and we 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 were just ready. We had been itching to get back on the stage or into the saddle or whatever you want to say. Um, but we were so ready, you know, and so we, I uh, can't wait for what Jeremy and Jamie have to tell you about the show. So, all right, folks. Oh, 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 oh. What do you got?
2: Our writer of our theme song.
0: Yes. Mark, Mark Johnson. Johnson. All right, so Mark Johnson is the creator of our theme song, as well as the, um, Beck and Joey show, and he is in, currently, he's been doing a lot of, like, um, guest recordings with folks that he knows, Um, and he just so happens to be, um, he's posted a new one as of six hours ago, so this is brand new, so, Mike, this one is, it's a plane, and it says Beck and Joey, and it's a Boeing 707. and it says, I'm telling you, Sue, we've passed that same cloud three times now.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it took a minute. But yes, you finally understand uh, what I'm saying here. Um, he's got, man, he's just got so many things. Like here's one uh, that says, I'm trying to figure out when it says here, but here's another one. It's a zebra and a couple other zebras. Uh, so it's got one. It looks like his stripes are falling off of him, and there are two other zebras back in the in the dark, and it says, I wonder if he has any idea of just how pompous he looks. And the other one says, I'm just wondering if he has any idea he's unraveling. Ha, 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 <laughs> uh, my, oh my. I'm telling you, Mike, this guy is... he's He's a comedian, I'm telling you. Very talented guy. So if you guys have not been able to check it out uh, please check out the Beck and Joey show. It is comical. And, uh, Mike does a fan, or I'm sorry, Mark does a fantastic job, uh, with liking this. And recently he put together a video, um, of him starting his whole, um, recordings with the folks. And it's actually kind of funny. It shows him getting out of bed and, and making a cup of coffee in his Charlie Brown squad cup. And, Um, Although, it looks like he puts a lot of creamer in his coffee. Like, I wonder if he has any coffee in there. (laughs) But anyway, so um, folks like the Beck and Joey show. This week's Morrow County Flashback brought to
2: you by the Morrow County
0: Historical Society.
2: This is the history portion of Morrowology again. And what I'll be reading today will be coming from the history of Morrow County, Ohio from 1989 and I don't have a um, name of an author of this, but uh, Joey, you probably never heard this story. Uh, well, let's see. Did you even know that there was a college in Iberia once upon a time?
0: Uh,
2: I, a Bible college is all I knew about. That's what's there now. Preston Harding yes. attended uh, Ohio Central College which, that was there back in the 1800s, early 1900s. Okay. And um, this article is entitled, The Man Who Refused Lincoln's Pardon. Most history books tell about the young man who was pardoned by President Abraham Lincoln, but few of them mention the man who refused such a pardon. The man was the Reverend George Gordon, a minister of the Free Presbyterian Church. This sect was formed to persuade slaveholders by reason and argument that slavery was a sin and that the Negroes had an immediate right to be free. The law which was broken was the Fugitive uh, Slave Law of 1850, an extremely unpopular piece of legislation. It was part of an omnibus bill called the Compromise of 1850, which Henry Clay had sponsored in an attempt to halt the bitter sectional debates which were threatening to split the Union. The political leaders of the day failed to realize that when intelligent men Understand their own freedom is endangered as long as other men are enslaved. There is no such thing as compromise. The bill was particularly unpalatable to Northern abolitionists because it provided that all citizens should aid in the capture of runaway slaves and prescribed fines or imprisonment for those who sheltered fugitives. Even free Negroes were not safe from the manhunters. Because the law provided that a commissioner could give a Negro a man or woman into custody of any person who claimed the Negro was a runaway slave. And some of this terminology is not considered uh, politically correct, but I am reading from a book that was put out in 1989. The commissioner received a, fa- a fee of $10 if he ruled that a prisoner was a slave, but only $5 if he ruled the person was free. The Negro was held to be incapable of giving testimony and was therefore denied trial by jury, a practice which disturbed defenders of the democratic society. At least two of the college trustees supported Reverend Gordon, Alan McNeil and Archibald Brownlee, are known to have opened their homes to runaway slaves and to have provided transportation for the fugitives from Iberia to Oberlin College, which was the next station on the route to freedom in Canada. Farmers in the area hired some of the Negroes or harbored them in closets or barns if it was known that they were being hunted. In the early summer of 1860, Deputy U.S. Marshal Joseph L. Barber and two assistants arrived by train at St. James, then known as the Iberia Station. It was known that three Negroes were staying on a farm about two miles south of the village, and the people of the community knew what the appearance of the marshal and reinforcements meant. The word spread rapidly throughout the village, and a group of young men saddled horses and rode out to protect the blacks. Two of the slaves were rescued, but the third was being remanded to slavery when violence broke out. The deputy was held, and the hair clipped off his head, and his subordinates were beaten. Reverend Gordon arrived on the scene as the action was taking place, and although he did not approve of what was happening, he did nothing to stop it. Later, as the town's leading citizen, he was charged with uh, complicity, brought to trial, and convicted. He was fined $500 and sentenced to federal prison in Cleveland on September twentieth, 1860. When the case was brought to the attention of President Lincoln, he immediately ordered a pardon, but Reverend Gordon refused to accept it on the grounds that it did not exonerate him, during the three months he was imprisoned, uh, during the three months he was imprisoned, uh, Reverend Gordon uh, contracted sciatic rheumatism, a painful inflammation of the hip joints, and his family and friends finally compelled him to accept the pardon to save his life. His health was broken by the ordeal, and he was in constant pain for the rest of his life. He died on December 11, 1868, and is buried in the Oval at the Township Cemetery, a place of highest honor in commemoration of those who served their community during the Civil War. Now, uh, Reverend Gordon, this is not mentioned, but I do believe he was the president of um, the college there in Liberia as well. So, what do you think about that, Joey? Wow. <laughs>
0: you know what? The history for Morrow County is just amazing. Like, There's so many different things that it weighs into, you know, it's like... It's like stepping putting your toe into the ocean. like mm-hmm. if you think about how many ways and in, in the different different uh, avenues so far that we've discussed in this is our ninth episode, just in this to this point, think about we've talked about a president from Morrow County. Mm-hmm. We've talked about conjoined twins that were with the circus. You know we've We've talked about all these things that have impacted the United States as a whole. And I think that's just impressive that Morrow County has had that ability,
2: right? And you've got to give that, uh, that Reverend Gordon credit for holding out like that, not being completely exonerated. Um,
0: I, yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, so, just again, folks, I, we don't, you know, we understand um, the difference in conversation from the 1980s till now. And again, Mike was reading directly from the history book, um, History of Morrow County, Ohio, and it was produced in 1989. And so he's reading it word for word. So please, no hate mail. Um, again, we were just trying to get across the history of Morrow County. Thanks for sharing that,
2: Mike. Oh, you're welcome. Our Little Theater is preparing for an upcoming presentation. And uh, we have two folks here with the Mara Little Theater, uh Jamie ziger and Jeremy Barr, and actually my co-host here, uh Joey's also a part of it, and he will be in this uh presentation. So uh welcome. Thank you, Thank you. so what can you tell us about the presentation itself and how And tell us also how it's going to be presented, because I know it's going to be a little bit unusual and different this time.
3: Yes, so um, the production is Nonsense Amen. Um, I'm actually directing it, and this is my first director job um, with my little theater, um, uh, Joey and... uh, Jeremy both are in the production um, as well as Trevor um, Garibrandt and um, Mitch. Gail. Gail thank you gosh man. Apparently it's catching Mike it's really <laughs> across the table. And um, who else? Ken oh Barnett. My gosh. Ken, gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah so Ken Barnett. I have everybody there I swear. Um. And then our uh, pianist is going to be um, Becky
0: Shipman. Shipman.
3: I'm there. I'm just calm down.
0: She's there today.
3: <laughs> Anyhow. She's so, out um late. So the difference is um, well, one we didn't hold up an audition so I kind of went through and asked people to be part of the production. Some people aren't comfortable yet. Um, the We would have to have a virtual audition, which we had already had for the variety show um, a few months back. So it was um, nice because we kind of just went through and okay. said, hey, you know, I would like this person for this part. And they accepted the part, thankfully. Um, the difference, the biggest difference for this one is we're actually going to be um, videotaping it and um, actually throwing it online so it will not be an in-person show. It'll be virtually as well. So it's a little different for all of us, um, even as far as blocking and preparing the set. Um, Jeremy could speak more to that. He, he's been overthinking it, so I will open the floor to him.
1: <laughs> wow, talking about overthinking the set. Well, uh, you know, we're kind of in one of those scenarios where we do not know exactly how much definition that we need to throw to the set. Because if we have high-def cameras filming us... Um, in addition to our pores from our skin sticking out of our habits, we'll also have uh, screw heads and things that we wouldn't normally see. So we're spending we're spending a lot more attention on detail this time uh, than we typically would. Because typically, you do the 20-foot roll. If it looks good from 20 feet away, that's what the audience sees. So um, it's going to be a little bit of a different
2: uh, story this time. Well, more perfection right. in the uh, in the set then.
3: Right. And even as far as like blocking, um, just seeing where people are going, I kind of had to re-block the other night because I was trying to accommodate one of our uh, cast members and then he said oh no it's fine I, I, I'm, I can do this this way it's not a big deal so we kind of on the fly um, re-blocked the show in a way um, but we when we're trying to make decisions it's kind of difficult because like he said if it looks 20 foot away oh they can sneak out here and you've got that perception or you know you might have that sight line that's not usually there or that is there, and then now we don't know if that sight line's there. So it's a little it's a little different. You kind of have to look at it. Um, thankfully, I am working with well-seasoned people that um, well, and are aware of those things as well, so it's nice. It's okay. easier for me, I think.
2: Now, when is production, and do you need to buy tickets since it's online, and how does that work?
3: I will defer to Joey on that one. All right.
2: <laughs> so
0: this is the part I get to tell you about. Um, tickets are going to be online through our vendor, and it's called On the Stage. There will be a link to the marlittletheater.org page, so you'll go on and purchase your tickets there. Uh, we're still working on getting that site up. By the time you hear this, you should at least have some information, but the ticket purchase link will not be active at that point. The nice thing is, is you'll be able to purchase your tickets, and then you'll be able to watch it over the course of three days. So those three days are going to be June 25th, 6th, and 7th. And the uh, show will go live at 7 p.m. on Friday night, the 25th, and it will close at 7 p.m. on the 27th.
2: With this kind of a production, though, you might get a wider audience than you would if people were doing it in person. It's a possibility. It's, this, is, this
0: is something new for us. Luckily, we were able to get a grant from the Ohio Arts Council mm-hmm. that um, we were going to use for Suzical this spring. Um, instead, we decided to use it for this show because we canceled Susical. Uh, again for another year, um, so we're. This is a new thing for all of us, uh, except for one. Jeremy has little experience in online shows, as a semi goes by. So he's about the he's the only one of us that has experience with the online shows. Uh, but this is going to be new, and it's going to be. I think it's going to go over well. I, I hope, and we'll see what it what it means for the future for MLT.
2: Well, uh, Mara Little Theater is bringing a lot to our community. I mean, they've. They become a very, um, very much a part of the community, and I hope the people that are listening will take the time and uh, get tickets and and watch. I, I, uh, it's it's like watching a television show, <laughs> right? Only with with local folks.
3: Well, and I think the important part of that is is not it. A lot of the pressing issue for people coming to a show is that oh, I have to pick up, you know, pack up kids and do this and do that and come to see a show on the and. It also offers us a way broader audience because maybe someone that you know lives in Arizona that has family back here or you know is relation to someone in the show or have been friends with someone in the show for quite some time, they have the opportunity to still participate and where they wouldn't have that option mm-hmm. before because you're not flying back home just to watch a show.
1: Okay. One of the one of the things that I think is important to mention is one thing that we haven't talked about. This show is funny. Mm -hmm.
3: You are going to
1: spend time in your own home after the year that we've just had laughing. It's going to be a good time because there are five guys that are dressed up as the five sisters of Hoboken church Mm -hmm. that we aren't playing nuns. So enjoy it. It's going to be a good time.
0: So just to tag on a little bit about the show, um, we're performing Nonsense Amen, and it's by Dan Guggen. And um, I'll just read you the back here of the script. It's a comedy, and it says, The show is a fundraiser put on by the Little Sisters of Hoboken to raise money to bury the sisters accidentally poisoned by the convict cook, Sister Julia, Child of God. Updated with new jokes, additional lyrics, two new arrangements of music, and a brand new song. The zany musical has been videotaped for television, and in the television uh, episode, do you know who played Mother Superior? Do you ever watch The Golden Girls? I have. Rue Flanahan. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, this I show... I white. Blanche. Blanche. yep. Yeah. So um, this th- this show is hilarious. A couple years ago, we did this show with the all-female cast when we were in Cardington, and we had a blast, and we decided this would be a good one to, to throw in this season, to just keep doing something. Um, the last year's been rough on all of us, and uh, I think everybody that's in it except for one is on the board. Um, we were just... Right. We were... Yes. Itching to get back in the saddle, I guess. Right.
3: Well, and I think the important part is we were building off of um, our fundraiser with Matt. It was amazing to get back in the theater atmosphere and just actually do things and be even together again um, as a theater company, so to speak, and just bring in people and just enjoy, like, you know, the theater bug and see people's reaction because we had a lot of, you know, positive reaction. It wasn't a long, um, planned event. It wasn't, you know, our weeks and weeks of rehearsal time where, you know, usually that's the case. And it wasn't really that big of a cast to bring people in, but we still had lots of people that enjoyed it. Um, they were excited to get back in there for live. So, um, I think it's exciting. And I think it's exciting for us all. I mean, obviously Jeremy has that expertise or that experience with this, um, route of production, but I think that it's interesting for all of us. It's definitely a new experience, and, um, you know, if it's a positive thing, there's always that um, option for later, so.
2: So Mara Little Theater is still alive and well, yes. and I think it's important that our community support them. Uh, one more time, Joey, will you give us the uh, info on when they can order tickets and where and the dates?
0: Yep, visit org, and that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E, Dot org and the ticket link will go live sometime in the next two weeks as soon as we get the final details worked out with the rights grantor Tour. Um, as soon as we get that, we will be posting um, not only here through Marology but we'll also be posting on the web webpage. And the show dates that you'll actually be able to see that, again, is June
2: 25th, 26th, and 27th. Awesome. Mar Little Theater's production of Nonsense... Amen.
3: Amen. And with that, there we
1: go.
0: (laughs) All right, so I am going to share with you this week a review on Purple Indian Pizza. So previously, I had spent um, seven years on and off. Uh, Three or four of those were right around high school, after high school, and I can tell you... um, really feel like I know the pizza. I know what it's supposed to be like. I know what Purple Indian is. I had the pleasure to work for Barbara Max Weise and then Tim and Sharon as well. Um, and let me just tell you that uh, the pizza did not disappoint me. I, I, I went in with, with my hopes uh, low because I was afraid that the pizza would be a disappointment and the pizza was not a disappointment. The crust was just like you would remember it. It was was nice and, and crunchy on the bottom, but yet softer, not doughy, but softer in there. The sauce, Fantastic sauce. The only thing that tasted a little bit different was the sausage. Not real sure what's going on there with that, uh, if they had to get a new one or not. But uh, pepperonis were the same. The cheese seemed to be the same uh, mixture ratio. Uh, everything was really, really good. They were super busy. Uh, just like I remember working many Friday nights uh, in that pizza shop and it was hot. And anyway, it, it, just a phenomenal. Uh, experience with an old town classic for sure and i was not disappointed so folks go out there and visit purple indian pizza right behind first knox national bake and subway in mount gilead give them a try if you haven't been out there and uh i hope you as i was not disappointed Our Little theater is bringing live theater back in the comfort of your home a few years ago, you saw nonsense. Now, see Nonsense Amen. This hilarious musical has gotten even funnier by putting five men in the place of each nun. Visit Marlittletheater.org today for more information.